Welcome to the Bread and Circuses Podcast, brought to you by Digital Pizza, where your hosts talk about anything they damn well please. So strap in while Rome burns and enjoy this shit show. back once again on pro usually with rooster but he is not in today he um he's nursing an anal bleaching that went wrong so i don't expect him back for a good week but he'll be back probably for the next episode mm-hmm. but to make up for not having a rooster we needed we needed three people to make up for not having a rooster so we have with us today uh returning guest sparrowhawk hello uh returning well not returning guest because we recorded with Falcon here, but uh, we didn't air that episode. It was so terrible. So <laughs> say hello, Falcon. Hello. And a new guest, Blue Jay. Absolutely virgin guest. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we got a lot to talk about today. So we're going to jump off almost immediately with one of the stories. Uh, we wanna, I want to I talk ab- about Greta Thunberg. <laughs> Anybody? Oh, jeez. Where do we start? <laughs> uh, well, what we'll do is we'll do the we'll do her little speech. So, uh, Greta, Th- well, it's supposed to be th- it's spelled Thornburg, but if you hear other people pronounce it, it's it's Thorn Thornburg. But then if you hear her pronounce it, it's like it's like you, she doesn't even she doesn't even know how to pronounce her own name. But uh, I'm not here to make fun of Greta because she's got issues. So uh, she's a 16-year-old uh, Swedish girl who has kind of been thrust in the spotlight for um, global warming or anti-global warming. Um, she has been talking to the UN. She's done a, a couple of UN speeches already, um, t- decrying, you know, humanity for, you know, especially America and the Western, Western civil- civilization about how we're destroying the planet. And uh, the latest one, she uh, latest speech she gave at the UN Climate change whatever bullshit thing it was was kind of like a huge deal and it's like all over now if you haven't heard it already then where are you living under a rock so i'm gonna play her uh her little speech here i know people probably heard it here and it's gonna get old but uh we just have to uh we'll interject as we go along here so all right so demanding oh you know what i don't need to hear what that woman had to say um my message is that we'll be watching you. <laughs> oh, oh, the clapping. This is all wrong. Holy shit, Greta. I shouldn't be up here. I should be back in school on the other side of the ocean. Yet, you all come to us young people I'm going to try to do her expression as you guys How are listening. Because the, the, my guests can't see her speaking. You have stolen my dreams and my childhood with your empty words. And yet, <laughs> I'm one of the lucky ones. People are suffering. People are dying. Is she really Entire doing that? Entire ecosystems are collapsing. If we you are can in the see Crow's face right mass <laughs> extinction, and all you can talk about is money and fairy tales of eternal economic growth. <laughs> How dare you! <laughs> How dare you! 
How she dare is 16. You? No, I'm, uh, yeah. For yeah. more than and 30 she has years, the science so has been I actually, honestly, clear. I feel bad for her. Absolutely. How dare you continue to look away and come here saying that you're doing She's got enough the shit -eye down, when the politics and solutions needed are still nowhere in sight? You say you hear us and that you understand the urgency. But no matter how sad and angry I am, I do not want to believe that. Because if you really understood the situation and still kept on failing to act, then you would be evil. And that I refuse to believe. That's cool. So we're not really evil. She doesn't believe we're evil. That's good. The popular idea of cutting our emissions in half in 10 years only gives us a 50% chance of staying below 1.5 degrees and the risk of setting off irreversible mm -hmm. chain reactions mm -hmm. beyond human control. Well, that's control. just science. You Did can't deny science. 50% may be acceptable right. to you. <laughs> well, stop, stop. Can you stop this? numbers Can you stop do this? not include tipping points. 1.5 degrees. Right, so so the, the melting ice caps, wait a minute, the... The melting ice caps aren't really melting, are they? They're growing, right? Yeah, those inconvenient truths, you know. <laughs> Never mind, you know. But so 1.5% climate change over the next 1.5 degrees is going to, yeah, 1.5 degree climate change is going to destroy humanity. Right. We will no longer. So, like be today, able instead to of it being 68 here, it would have been 69.5. Exactly. You don't and see the problem there? Holy shit. You don't see the problem there? Well, I mean, over. Over a million years? Is that where we're dying? I don't even know. The spotted um, ferret bat is going to be extinct. <laughs> what are we going to do about that? My question to this is, uh, what did we do two centuries ago? Because Great Britain was growing grapes. Great Britain can't grow grape wine now because it's too cold. Mm -hmm. Two centuries ago, France banned the import of grape wine from Great Britain. Yeah, because and, they were so good at it. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I said it would it would be 69.5. It may have been 65. Point. It may have went down. Well, it changes everything. It may, it may have went down a degree and a half. Yeah, that changes. You know, so you're, we're, we used to call it global warming. Now it's climate change. So it can be either it can be warmer or colder. But Falcon. what Falcon's saying is, is uh, so right now, if the if it goes up 1.5 degrees, Great Britain will then be the the grape uh, the wine capital of the world again. Yeah, because in order to they figured that in order to that, that to be possible two centuries ago, the world had to be two degrees Celsius warmer oh. than it is now. Yeah, two degrees Celsius. What is that? What is that? Tra I can't. I'm not. Smart I, I think it's about five that, degrees but... Fahrenheit. Okay. So, holy snappers! Well, what kind At, of a time frame are we talking about here? Are two centuries. About... Two centuries ago. That would be two hundred years. So, what is Greta referring to, though? Okay. That, I mean, well, we you know what? Let's listen years, to Greta. Years, let's listen. Years. Let's listen to Greta. Okay. Most feedback loops, additional warming hidden by toxic air pollution, or the aspects of equity and climate justice. Right. So, 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 not only are we worried about climate change, we're worried about equity and climate justice. Do, do any of you know what that means? No. Equity and climate justice. No. It means that we can't talk about climate change without talking about the inequality between the classes and the races and that climate change in in um inordinately affects people of lower class and lower um uh, social strata more than rich people so when you talk about climate change the equity of what happens with climate so the rich people won't suffer they won't suffer because they've got money and they can they can just they can just buy more air conditioners and and more wine from different regions but poor people 
poor people and mostly minorities, you know, rich white people, rich white men will not <laughs> suffer. Right? So we got to remember that. Okay. So when you talk about climate change, you can't just talk about change for everybody. You got to talk about the equity of minorities. All right, you should be working for this Greta. Let's continue. Yeah. Let's continue. So rely on my generation sucking hundreds of billions of tons of your CO2 out of the air with technology. Okay. So what's happening here is that us white, rich white men are eating up all the CO2 with our breath. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and minorities are not able to breathe no, we're as not, well. We're not eating. We're sucking it up. Right. So they can't breathe. And what they're getting is secondhand breath from us mm. because <laughs> we are in charge and we're the ones that decide how much CO2 to emit or not emit. So, okay, let's go on. Let's move on. Technologies that barely exist. So a 50% risk is simply not acceptable to us, we who have to live with the consequences. To have a 67% chance of staying below a 1.5 degrees mm-hmm. of global temperature mm-hmm. rise. The numbers add up. The best odds given by the IPCC, the world had 420 gigatons of CO2 left to emit gigatons. back on January 1st, 2018. They have something that Today, measures that? Today, that figure is already down to less than 350 gigatons. Wh- what? Mind blown. How dare you pretend that How this can we? be sold with just business as usual and some technical solutions? I mean, really. Here's... With today's emissions levels... So here's the thing. Technical solutions won't fix this. So capitalism, which is what capitalism drives like innovation, she's saying that, fuck you, you guys and your, you capitalists are fucking pipe dreamers. Innovation doesn't fix problems when it comes to large scale uh, problems like like the climate. What we need is socialism. We need governments to take care of and tell us what to do. Because innovation, capitalism, won't do it. It never has done it. Capitalism has never fixed anything or made anything better for anybody. Okay? Like food and never- No! Shh! (laughs) All right. What, She's 16. I want to know who is responsible for the child abuse that had to go on to brainwash this girl to actually believe what she believes. Sparrowhawk. How how, how dare you? How dare you? No, here's the thing. The fact is, I think she really believes this. No, she does. And and here's the thing. I I feel bad making fun of her specifically because, honestly, she really does believe this. I mean, if you watch the video of her, she... She is emotionally distraught. She is really upset about this. It's not an act. You see there, I mean, I was making fun of her facial expressions, but I, I, she really was feeling anger and feeling sadness, and she almost broke into tears like two or three times so far. Yeah. This is almost over. I got like maybe two right. minutes left. Right. But she really feels this, and I feel bad for her because this this was, this was this is the result of indoctrination and making a girl, and not just, she's not just any girl. She actually, her parents and her have actually said she suffers from anxiety. She suffers from mental illness. She suffers from Asperger's. And they're and she actually they her parents even even said and she said she they had to pull her out of school because she was so distraught and had so so much, so many mental issues and she wasn't eating, like she was so distraught over all this that she wasn't eating. So she's she's actually being harmed by all this 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 uh, anxiety that she's built up. So their method to fix that is to put her into a national in the theory, limelight in, in the UN, yeah. put her in the limelight, just have her just, right in the just limelight. feed her and feed that that mental illness more and more mm-hmm. and have all that public 
pressure just on her. Yeah, that's going to do wonders for her mental health. Right. Well, I mean, it's, it, I mean, I think it's a good idea. I mean, it's like you know, birds throw their their little chicks out of the nest to make sure they can fly. If they don't fly, they hit the ground and they're done. So that's just what they're doing. Well, she has had 16 solid years of life <laughs> learning to be able to base all of this on. So I mean, she's had yeah. a lot. Yes. Of uh, time. Or, or or if you want to put it another way, indoctrination. Right. All right. Let's continue. That remaining CO2 budget will be entirely gone within less than eight and a half years. There will not be any solutions or plans presented in line with these figures here today because these numbers are too uncomfortable and you are still not mature enough to tell it like it is. You are failing us. But the young people are starting to understand your betrayal. The eyes of all future generations are upon you. And if you choose to fail us, I say we will never forgive you. Never? I mean, never? Is it the ice or the eyes of the future? We will not let you get away with this. Right here, right now, is where we draw the line. The world is waking up. And change is coming, whether you like it or not. Thank you. Sounds like a threat. (laughs) Okay, that was was something else. So, uh, yeah, I've seen pictures of her parents online, and there's this picture circulating on right-wing media of her wearing a shirt that says... um, Antifa All Star. It, it's it's made to look like a Chuck Taylor. You know, who's Chuck, wearing that? Greta is wearing that black shirt with a star on it, and mm-hmm. it says Antifa All Stars. It's made to look like a Chuck Taylor Converse All Star shoe. You know, their their mm-hmm. logo, but it says Anti Fascist All Star. Mm-hmm. And then I've, there's two other pictures with her, both her father and her mother, with the exact same T-shirt on Anti Fascist All Star. So they are hardcore into the leftist ideology. It's not just you know liberal. You know, it's hardcore, globalist, you know, crazy environmentalist, leftist, anti-fa kind of attitude that she's been growing, uh, uh, dealt with these parents. And it's, it's child abuse. Yeah. And even if, even if she's smart, and she seems like a smart girl, even if she's got Asperger's. And she, somebody gave her an interview saying, well, you know, you said, you know, you've talked about your problem, you're, you're dealing with Asperger's. And she said, well, I look at it like a superpower. I'm sorry. It'd be like me going, I've got diabetes, but it's a superpower. No, it's 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 an it's a mental um, disorder that you have to deal with. And yeah, great. If you can overcome it or if you can go past it, great. But it's not a superpower. It doesn't make you untouchable when you're spouting gibberish and nonsense that you're that you've been indoctrinated with. I'm not gonna give you a pass, but I do have empathy for her because I don't think she should be out here as the face of of the climate change bullshit. Right? Now, weren't there apologies that were made because they did bring up her mental illness that people actually questioned her about? Yeah, there was a, on Fox News, there was a guest, and I can't, off the top of my head, I can't remember his name, but he brought up the fact that I'm not going to listen to, you know, I'm not going to look at Greta Thornberg as a, as the Messiah, um, a a girl with Asperger's, you know, with mental, of mental problems as, as the Messiah. And uh, Fox News came out, how... Oh, I mean, we're so sorry. We had a guest that said that, and he'll never be on again. Fox News, by the way, has been thoroughly um, taken over by the by the SJWs. They're 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 infested. So Fox News is no longer, in my opinion, other than 
you know, you got uh, Tucker Carlson and Hannity, but like the, the, the big names are still, you know, they're still fine. But the people behind the scenes now on Fox News, they're just like CNN, MSNBC. They're, they're you know, the, the same kind of ilk. So don't look at Fox News as, you know, the great, uh, you know, right wing um, voice anymore because they're not. You've got people like Shepard Smith. Have you heard him lately? Shep Smith has been a Fox News host or anchor for, you know, for as long as I can remember Fox News being on. And he is a hardcore anti-Trumper. And he's even lately with this. I mean, I don't want to transition yet into the next topic, but the, the impeachment hearings that, that they've been talking about having for Trump for colluding with, uh, was it Ukraine? Yes. Um, Shep Smith is all on board with that. He's totally in him and even um, Judge Napolitano who I actually thought was a, you know, a good guy, right-leaning guy. He's totally on board with, uh, you know, yeah, Trump did the illegal things. He shouldn't be, you know, oh, this is ridiculous. It's like Fox News is getting going fucking out the window. But to go back to Greta, I mean, does anybody else have anything more insightful than me? Because I was pretty insightful on what I had to say about Greta. <laughs> I don't know if there's anything really to say other than what I said, but go ahead and try. Just try. Here's what I going to say about that is Ooh, the Falcon moment stepping up to the plate. The moment you start throwing children in the forefront to lead your charge, there is something fundamentally wrong. You've probably lost. Yeah, fundamentally wrong with your argument. Yep. It's my. It's a shield. Yeah, I'm a former military intelligence. I've learned to put my emotions aside and look things objectively. And the thing I learned the most is your emotions can really drive you to do things you would not think you would normally right, do yeah. if you would stop, step back, and look at things objectively. Right, and that's why you say women shouldn't vote. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving on. <laughs> no, that's that's true. It's it's once you've, like you said, if, if you put a children as your mouthpiece or your children are, are the, are the, uh, the, like acting like they're the adult in the room you've lost because what they're trying to do is is it's a buffer against criticism because how dare you speak um you know um bad bad about children they're the children they're our future how dare you yeah let's treat her as an equal <clears throat> let's yeah. well she told us how dare you yeah you know you're you have no maturity i felt shamed i did feel shamed yeah. during that speech i did i don't know if you guys did but uh Okay, next. Well, I mean, Blue Jade, I mean, she, as a, as, what, do you have anything to say, like, to her directly, or you think that maybe that it's just misplaced to even bring her up in this point? And then the left is, like, making her the forefront in order to make us respond to her directly, which is probably bad for us to do, right? Well, I, I absolutely think it's abuse all around. I mean, it started with the family. It started with their And we're doing it now, too. And we're doing it now. We're yeah. just feeding into yeah. this continued issue. And, and the fact that you bring up or ask a question about her mental illness and try to address that fact, and that gets shut down. I, I don't understand why. Yeah, she. That, that's even allowed. Yeah, and 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 it's kind of working. Like the plan is working, because we don't want to just dog on her and make fun of her, but we have to talk about it. And a show like this, we make fun of everybody, so it's hard not right. to kind of make fun of her. But everybody, everybody, <clears throat> really, nigga. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, all right, well, let's move on to the next subject. Since I brought it up, we'll talk about the um, the new impeachment. Mm. Now, it's it's Russia 
right? That's what they're calling it. Uh, 2.0 or 3.0 or 5.0. I don't know. Yeah. I lost count. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, I'm going to bring up an article. I know everybody at this point has heard about this. Uh, people listening to this uh, podcast are pretty clued in. So the latest from Daily Wire is that there's the first House Republican comes out in support of impeachment inquiry. But here, didn't I, and there, it's not, they're not talking about Mitt Romney. Didn't everybody heard Mitt Romney basically say, oh, the tr- Trump did something wrong. You know, oh, this is terrible. Because he really fucking hates Trump, Mitt Romney. And he really knows how to lose Romney. So he has a lot to say about this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's, he really has a lot to say about what to, how, how Trump should be going forward, especially in this election cycle, how he should be acting. Because, you know, Romney has went through, he went through trying to become president and he lost so he's got a lot to say, right? Fucking guy. Um, so here's the article. It's by uh, Joseph Curl, Daily Wire. It says, the Democrat-controlled House shouldn't have much trouble impeaching President Trump. After all, Democrats enjoy a 235 to 195 margin over Republicans with one independent and one vacant seat. But Democrats are looking to add some Republicans, and they may have just found one. Representative Mark Amodi uh, from Nevada has become the first House Republican to voice support for an impeachment inquiry into Trump, and he wants everyone to know. In a conference call with reporters on Friday, Amodi said he wouldn't necessarily vote to impeach Trump, but he said the House should put it in through the process and see what happens. Now, that might be like, you know, a fuck you call saying, yeah, go ahead and do it. See what happens. But I suspect he's just a fucking rhino. Uh, He goes, I'm a big fan of oversight, so let the committee get to work and see where it goes, he said, according to audio of the call uh, released. Using government agencies to, if proven, to put your finger on the scale of an election, I don't think that's right, Amodi said. If it turns out that it's something along those lines, then there's a problem. And that's what uh, Romney said, too, and Napolitano, Judge Napolitano. And if everybody knows at this point, you've read the transcripts, right? He, It's a half-an-hour call. He said... uh, um, you know, hey, you know, you guys are doing great and we've done a lot for you and keep up the good work, basically. And then at one point he goes, yeah, and there's uh, the election fraud that happened or the election scandal that happened in 2016 where the where the Russians actually got a hold of a server. Um, and that was, I think that was Hillary's server that, that he's talking about, the DNC server that got hacked. Yeah. Um, he goes, now that was the Russians, but we believe it went through the Ukraine. So the Ukraine was like the middleman for giving that to Russia. And he goes, I, I know you guys want to try to help us clear this out, clear us up. Can you help us with that? Can you look into it further? And he's like, absolutely. And that's pretty much the extent. And he goes, by the way, Joe Biden, he's a complete piece of shit. Now he didn't say the, that words, but he said, Joe Biden, you know, his son were in, involved in some stuff, you know, and if that had something to do with it, you know, check that out too. And they're like, oh yeah, absolutely. And, but people are, the Democrats were saying, well, yeah, but he, he said that we're going to withhold funding if you don't do that. Never said anything no. of the sort. Not even close. And the fact is, none of that funding stuff had anything to do with that call. It was all basically out of his hands. It had nothing to do with Trump. So, anywho, moving on. Modi later pulled back on his remarks, issuing a statement after the impenance piece was published in which he said, I in no way, shape, or form did I indicate support for impeachment. Um, and blah, blah, blah. So... The, the it, it, this is so ri- ridiculous. They they is it me or is it the Democrats just don't fucking care about anybody that has a brain looking at what they're doing is wrong. They're just focusing right now on what what uh, Rush Limbaugh uh, deemed low information voters. 
So low information voters are people that are like told you have to vote. It's so important to vote. You gotta vote. If you don't vote, you're a bad person. And they go, well, shit, I better vote. What do I vote for? I'll tell you what to vote for. And that's the person that the Democrats want. That that don't want to have any kind of idea of what's going on. Don't put the effort into into figuring out what's happening or questioning anything. But just say somebody needs to tell me what to do. I don't know what to do. But they go, well, you got to do something. Well, you know what something is? Vote, and then you'll be a good person. You know what? Grab that sticker on the day you voted. Put it on your chest and take a selfie and say, I voted, and you will be such a good person, <laughs> right? And that's pretty much the extent of it. That's that's what the Democrats are counting on. Well, it's the supermarket tabloid mm-hmm. uh, approach to it. They just throw out whatever they possibly think and, and, and see what sticks. Yeah. Um, well, not only that, but your average American doesn't have the time or the skills to do the research themselves. They have to sort of rely on the mainstream medias to provide you know, the bread and butter for their information to make an, uh, informed decisions. And right now, I hate to say it, our main medias, like, the hill they are another wing of the democrat party yeah more or less at this point cause... they're they're the what do you call it the CPACs of the democrat party at this point they they are their shills um and i, I kind of understand that mentality from the regular you know the normies out there that don't want to get into the politics it's like me i don't want to get into finances i don't care about my stocks i don't want to know about you know the stock market and shit uh my 401k i couldn't give two shits about it. i want somebody else to deal with that i want to find somebody that knows what they're doing to tell me they're, they got it handled, right? And I so I get that people that aren't into politics and don't want to deal with that and trying to find the right person to be like, okay, I trust you. You go and tell me what needs to be done and you know who to vote for and get that person in there. I kind of understand that mindset, but it's really, if you don't put the effort in, then don't participate. Don't vote. Let people that actually put the effort in do the voting. And, and that's my attitude. That's my problem with it. So if I, for some reason, if my 401k takes a shit because I wasn't involved in it, that's my fault. You're right. I'm not going to blame anybody else for that. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, it's just like them that you guys, if you aren't putting the effort in, just stay out of it and let people that are putting the effort in and that actually have a, a you know, a stake in the game, so to speak, do, do, do the hard work for you. But I, I, I still get the mentality of why they do that. You know, there's certain issues in life where, you know, you can't be the authority on it. It's just, it would take too much of your time if you work a full-time job and you've got other interests. So you do take a person that you trust and you go, I trust that person. They did the research. I'll I'll say that person said such and such. I'm going to believe them without doing research. Okay, I get it. You'll do that. But when it comes to voting, I you can say that and you can talk to people and say, this person said such and such. I believe this person. But when it comes time to go into that booth and vote, do some fucking research. You know, don't just be fed whatever get, you know, what especially with the mainstream media. They're not they're not out out for you for the betterment of you. No. No, they got their own agenda they're pushing. I mean. Yeah. And even when I'm I'm still a Republican, I still vote mostly Republican, but I am no fan of the Republican Party, especially in Minnesota where we're broadcasting from. There are so many pieces of shit in the Republican Party too that I'm not gonna just take whatever any Republican says just because they have R by their name and say, Well, it's your Republican Republican, I guess that's the guy. No, I'm going to do at least some research into it and go, oh, this doesn't seem right, this person. Well, we need to get back to the whole idea that I have no, as an individual, I have no loyalty loyalty to either party. Yeah, I mean. They I, have to show me what are you going to do for me and the country. Right, you can lean a certain way and go, okay, value-wise, on paper, this is what they believe in, so I'm going to lean that way and I'm going to try to 
you know, suss out if they are more for me than the other guys. Yeah, that's great. But still stay engaged. And if you're not, like I said, you're not going to be engaged, fine. Live a life. Enjoy enjoy the life you've got from from living in America. But don't sit there and vote if you don't know what you're voting. I, I agree. I think that uh, if you can't make a informed, good vote, there's nothing wrong with sitting out. No, and I don't look down on you for that. No, I actually I respect not. you I have, for it. Exactly. More respect. I've actually talked to my uh, an ex-girlfriend who had adult children teenagers and they one of them uh said they're not they don't know what's going on so they're not going to vote and the other one said well i gotta vote it's what i have to, it's what i'm supposed to do and of course you know it, he was gonna how he was gonna vote is because it was this fetish fetishization of voting like you have to vote it's sexy you know rock the fucking vote dude because all the celebrities told you to and he's doing it because he's been told to and all the celebrities and all the liberals said oh well, this is what you're doing if you don't vote wink wink nod nod vote for the right person you know then you're not a good person well no you're a piece of shit if you vote and you don't know what you're doing and you're just being a fucking lemming so uh celebrities yeah. need to shut the fuck up celebrities do and also they they're the the democrats keep trying to find new and innovative ways to get people to vote for them which is one of the reasons they want the open borders and another reason is why they want to lower the voting age they want to lower the voting age in order to get these impressionable malleable people to vote their way and they know exactly what they're doing it's like that old saying if you're when you're a young man or a young woman and you'll vote democrat because you have a what heart and then when you become older you vote republican because you have a brain <laughs> so uh, sparrowhawk what do you have to say about all this been awful quiet over there you just i want to know why you all hate women so much <laughs> So anything, I mean, there's not probably not a lot left to say about this impeachment thing other than it's utter fucking bullshit, It's right? a fucking joke. The whole thing's a fuck. That's the thing. It's a fucking huge joke. It's sickening as, and I don't follow, follow politics as much as you and uh, Rooster and everybody else that's at this table, but I get so fucking sick and tired of listening to these children, these five-year-old Nancy Pelosi fucks out here saying what they say. And you go, how do you seriously take these people seriously anymore? How, how does anybody take these people seriously anymore? Yeah, they lie. They lie. They talk out of both sides of their mouth so blatantly. It's it, If you have half a brain, you can see what they're doing. Well, not only that, but you get just like one of those things now. It's like, oh, wait. The story came out. I'm gonna wait 24 to 48 hours because there's gonna be a retraction, right. an update. Uh, the playbook. <laughs> the playbook is so like set right now. It's so easy to see what's happening. That if if you fall in line with with what Pelosi and the Democrats and the leftists, the AOCs and Elon Omar's and all them are saying, then you're an absolute fucking fool. But if you watch any of these YouTube videos of these protests, um, you see the the people that are on the right or libertarian leaning that go out and try to interview. So they'll interview in a protest. They'll try to go up to the people on the right and they interview them. And the people on the right will be like, oh, okay, yeah, you want to interview me? I'll talk to you this. And, I'll... and they go to the left and all they get is shouting, whistles, um, chants. Right. And then another person coming up behind somebody's ear and going, don't talk to them. Don't speak to them. They're they're from the right. Or a bite lock. <laughs> because they know they have, they, they don't have an argument. They know they look bad when they speak. They have they they cannot argue argue their stance against logic because they lose and they know it. That's why they they fall back on these chants and these stupid you know silent treatment or just blowing their fucking kazoos or whatever they do. Well, this has gone even beyond politics. I mean, this is everyday life now. Every argument in social media, everything that you're dealing with is the same playbook. It is literally like they sat down and had a class or have a book that they're 
teaching these people. Yeah, it's Saul Alinsky's Rules for Radicals. Right. And it's basically, uh, it's, it, it is the playbook. They, even if they don't know they're following that playbook, that's what they're following because all their, you know, the, the people at their meetings uh, at the academia or the media, they're the ones that know how to manipulate stories and manipulate people. And that's what they're teaching to their subordinates. The subordinates are just following along like the good sheeple that they are. So fun good times this is so fun that i think <laughs> i think we're gonna just uh break it up with a little bit of would you rathers Ooh, okay here we go so we have would you and and uh sparrowhawk's pointing at the whiskey right now because he, he looks real sour i think he wants to loosen up after after all that fun we've been having he wants to loosen up a little bit there's no glass here so i'm drinking straight from the bottle a little, that's that's how you need to drink wild turkey <laughs> right from the bottle yeah. anybody else want to take a little wait, break before wait, we do our hold on no, I like that. That's an ASMR that I like. <laughs> Did you hear the end? <laughs> That's a good sound effect. All right. Um, anybody else? Need a potty break? Are we good? I'm good. All right. So we're going to do some would you rathers here. So would you rather be a secret agent with a dangerous and exciting life, but no meaningful relationships or have a regular desk job, decent salary and healthy relationships? Fucking seriously. Sparrowhawk, Sparrowhawk. Let me, I got to think about it for a little bit. Let me, can you, can you give me a minute to think, what the fuck? Are you serious? Of course. The dangerous life with no relationship. What else? <laughs> okay. I thought I actually thought I was going to go the other way with uh, you, honestly. Oh yeah, no, no. You don't want healthy relationships? No. Your, I mean, I your have. Children hate you. I, your wife well, is fucking right. other people. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that if you were that secret you agent, you wouldn't even have a children, yeah. and you wouldn't have all. You just have girlfriends here and there. That's what you would have. Okay, so, that's quite the boom. assumption. But let's go on to Blue Jay. What do you think? Yeah, you know, I've lived such the dangerous lifestyle already that uh, I need a break. I think I'm going to go the opposite direction. I'm regular gonna, desk yeah, job. I'm going to decent salary. Decent salary. Healthy relationships. Yep, yeah. Absolutely. Faggot. <laughs> <laughs> and that's no that's not a knock against gays. That's okay. the, you know what I mean? Just so you Yeah, know. it's just a great word. Yeah, it is. It just it just means uh any it means anything you want it to mean at this it, point. It does. Yeah, I'm gonna do the same. This is Falcon. Faggot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna follow Blue Jay on this and oh, go God. with the healthy relationships. I've done the whole, you know, Run around, rifles, doing crazy stuff, getting blown up. There I'll, is the I, man who leads a life of danger. Been there, done that. His name is Falcon, and he is awesome stranger. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so you both want to just be live boring lives behind a day. crow? How about you? Just live life to the fullest. Oh, wait, what are we talking about? <laughs> uh, next one. Would you rather have a maid? Or a personal chef for you, for the rest of your life. Personal chef for the rest of your life or a maid? Maid, hands down. Yeah. Maid. Yep. Personal chef. Why? <laughs> you uh, can't have a maid or a, a chef as a as an agent. I'm sorry. He's not going to be there to cook. I mean, are we talking else. about, am I still a secret agent with a dangerous life? Because no. that's what I was going. I was going with that <laughs> no. I'm still a secret agent with a dangerous life and I need a personal chef. I don't need a maid. I'm not going to be in one spot long enough to keep anything clean. I need someone to cook food for me and keep my diet in check you know what i mean mm. eat, okay. eat well it was well thought of. I, I do yeah. i do want somebody to, to get my diet under control like tell me what to eat when to eat it that would be nice but i think uh what a maid would be better because you know just think of the outfits i kind of have both exactly. right now yeah. right so, yeah i kind of have both right now she probably won't listen to this podcast but i have both. brownie points <laughs> whatever all right next one she would have took that uh, as an insult, by the way. Okay. Just so you know. <laughs> uh, would you rather 
retire early at 40 and live in an Arctic climate or retire at 65 and live in a tropical climate. What the hell? I mean, nah, nobody really wants to retire yeah, at 40. Right. Oh, yeah, I'd right. like to retire at 40, you, but not in Arctic. Yeah, but, but, if you, but it depends. Okay, so are you retiring as a millionaire? If you're 40 in an Arctic, yeah, there's too many. There's too many. You have an awesome ice castle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm living in one of those Russian hotels with the with the with the glasses made out of out of ice that I can drink my wild turkey instead of straight out of a bottle. I can drink it out of an ice glass. Then I'm going Arctic. 40 years old in Arctic. I don't don't like humidity, so I'm going Arctic. I slightly leaning Arctic, but but if it's like if you're living in a tent in the Arctic, yeah, I don't want to live there. (laughs) An igloo, retirement at 40. Yeah, you constantly wet and outside. Because then, no, don't want to be in the Arctic. All right, that, that was dumb. You know what? That was dumb. I should just get that one. Uh, we'll do one more. Would you rather bring back an extinct species or have a mythical creature exist? Mythical creature. Mythical, mythical, mythical creature. Mythical creature. What, okay, Sparrowhawk, which mythical creature would you like to exist? A unicorn. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> like a real one that could do like what unicorns do, like shit rainbows. and Right, but gay. But super gay. <laughs> super gay, yes. Yeah. All right, uh, Blue Jay. Uh, maybe a griffin. That sounds awesome. You know, that, that don't eagle griffin, body. Don't griffins, don't they actually ask, ask you riddles? And then if you don't answer the riddle, they eat you? No. A uh, sphinx. Oh, that's a sphinx. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So griffins. But griffin. they, so sphinx is like the lion with the, with that's the lion the body. Lion and body the, and the, the human or the female, okay. I think, uh, head. head. And the griffin or, is what? Uh, a eagle wingle. head and a lion's oh, body. It's got with wings. wings. It's yeah. got all kinds of stuff. Nerd. All right, um, Falcon. <laughs> I, I want to actually say Pegasus since he's a griffins. Or a Pegacorn or a Unisys, <laughs> right? Yeah. Why not go all the way? Right. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking like a Yeti, like a, the big, a Bigfoot. Ooh. We don't know that that's Ooh. mythical. Yeah, that's not mythical. See, yeah. see oh, stop. We, that, right. that could be real. Okay, all right. I think a griffin is real too. It's possible. Yeah. How about I a mean, narwhal? Uh, there, you know, there narwhals are, are watching. Narwhal, why, why, narwhals why, are universe why? of the sea. But why? <laughs> All right. Let's move on to the next subject, shall we? All right. So um, what do I have for show talk? Oh, oh, okay. This is a good one. So there was um, a sporting event where it was a college football game where a guy held up a sign behind the newscasters during whatever I don't know if it was halftime. I don't know what time it was, but his sign says something like, out of money, you know, need funds for some more beer. It was Bush. I think it's the Bush beer. See what he specifically said. And he put out his Venmo, his his kind of GoFundMe kind of um, address and started getting people donating. And he got so many people donating to it, it ended up being like a million dollars. And he decided, well, this is ridiculous. I better start, I better donate this to charity. So he started saying this is going to charity and then Anheuser-Busch got involved and matched the donations and somebody else did so it got to be this huge thing and which is a cool story so all these shows were talking to him and talking about how great this is this this nobody came out of nowhere and raised this huge money for I think it was a children's hospital um so a reporter from the Des Moines Iowa Register decided he's going to really do an an in-depth in-depth kind of uh, interview with this guy and you know before he did the interview he really checked into this guy's past and went back eight years when the guy was 16 and dug up some tweets he did um where he was responding to a show tosh.0 and he had made some jokes and they were pretty bad i mean they were racist jokes but it was whatever he's 16 and uh, so this reporter you know dug that up and brought it up and 
uh, pointed it out and said, yeah, you know, when you were 16, you did some pretty racist shit there, buddy. And uh, he's like, oh, did I? <laughs> and uh, he, the guy came out. The guy's name is um, uh, Carson King is the name of the guy who did the um, charity. So he's the one that was holding the sign, Carson King. And so he came out right afterwards. Once he found out, oh, shit. Yeah, I guess I did do that. He came out and held a press conference immediately. I said, yeah, I, it turns out that a reporter found out that I did this when I was 16. And yeah, I think I did. I remember it now. And I'm really sorry. It was stupid. And, and it's something I would never believe nowadays. And regardless, uh, Anheuser-Busch pulled out. They actually were doing like a special commemorative can for him with his picture on it. Anheuser-Busch. Um, I know, here, Iowan Hero can or something. I don't know if they like got rid of those cans before they kept to market or whatever, but they severed ties with them, came out this fucking statement saying, oh, this is not our values and kind of bullshit like that instead of being fucked, instead of manning up. So everything that he did uh, for this um, company, number it's one, canceled. for advertising, canceled. and then for the child, for, for, the, for the hospital, everything that he's done up to this point is negated because of the fact of something he might have said or that he admits he said when he was 16. So he's just an evil, disgusting person, and you can never forgive this guy ever the rest yep. of his life. So he should he should die yep. a shitty, horrible death. Yep. Because this is of called him. cancel culture. Yeah. What call, the fuck is wrong with There's people. a word for it, a phrase for it, cancel culture. That's what the left have done. Well, How thank about, God for this hero of a reporter who uncovered this scandalous yeah. Well, this situation. is what's going to be awesome. There's more to the story that has breaking news. Um but well, well, let's just highlight. So the guy's name's Carson King. He became a media sensation when ESPN College Game Day highlighted him holding a sign that read Bush Light Supply Needs Replenished. Venmo Carson King 25. And Venmo is the, you know, like the GoFundMe style thing. Um, when his sign went viral, donors poured in all over the country to contribute to the fund after raising over 1.4 million. King and these don't wait. These donors. This was before they realized this was going to a charity. Yeah, they thought it was just going to him for just Bush. For fun. For, yeah. for, right? Is that fucking crazy? Yeah. Am King, I am I nuts? Can I can I just start a GoFundMe for anything? Yeah, you never know what's going to go viral nowadays. You just don't. Um, you can try to make things happen. You just you just never know. So King decided to donate the money, which I wouldn't have. Uh, University of Iowa Stead Family Children's Hospital. So. Unfortunately, what began as a positive story quickly turned into an ugly one when a reporter with the Des Moines Register dug into King's Twitter history and found offensive comments he made eight years ago when he was 16. And here's a quote. A routine background check, a routine background check of King's social media revealed two racist jokes, one comparing black mothers to gorillas and another making light of black people killed in the Holocaust. The joke tweets baked uh, date back to 2012 when King was 16-year-old high school student, wrote Aaron Calvin at the Des Moines Register. When asked about the tweaks, King was remorseful and thanked the Register for pointing them out, saying they made him sick. He has since deleted them. So there, and and the Des Moines Register was justifying this, saying, no, no, this is this is all stuff we do. We do, we do routine background checks on somebody doing charity. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's not like, it's not like the guy's applying to become a Secret Service agent, you know? And, and, you know, where they have to do lie detector tests. This is a person donating to charity. Fuck you in the background checks. I don't care how fucking racist his if shit he was. Did, if he, I'm just curious, and I'm and this is serious. If he decided not to donate the money, what, what happens? Does he just get taxed as income and he gets to keep? So he gets 500. If it's a million bucks, let's say he gets taxed 500. Does he just get $500,000 into an account with that his name? That would be my guess. I don't, yeah, my how, understanding. That's how, seriously, that's how it fucking works? Yeah. It's that's all you like, have to do. 
Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, Sorry this guy to, was a millionaire I, overnight. I crackled the microphone. I yeah. got so, so excited. So the journalist's name is Aaron Calvin, and if you see a picture of him, you would say exactly what you what I expect you to say about this Faggot. guy. Faggot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there's this new article. Um, this is uh, in Daily Wire. Uh, journalist Aaron Calvin, the Des Moines Register reporter who wrote about Carson King's offensive tweets when he was just 16 says that editors were responsible for the cancellation of the local hero and that he was just doing as he was told by the higher-ups. Uh, speaking with BuzzFeed News, which he worked for in the past, Calvin said he feels abandoned by the newspaper. Oh, by the way, he was fired. <laughs> abandoned by the newspaper, who claims he used him as a scapegoat. They used him as a scapegoat after he followed standard editorial practices by researching Carson King's social media history. They This event basically set my entire life on fire, Calvin told BuzzFeed News. Here's the thing. You know what's funny about this guy? Is he black, Carson no, King? He's a white guy. And here's oh. the here's the thing. He so what happened is people looked into his Twitter history and found a bunch of racist shit that he posted from the from the, the reporter. Oh my god! Pot, so this is exactly, so. Here's the point. Here's the so, point. Exactly. My thought is, why can't a reporter ever? Okay, let's say you looked into it and this popped up. Why can't the story be a positive story like this punk ass kid who was 16? Here's and look at you would expect nothing but the worst from this kid, but here he raised a million dollars and donated it to charity when he could have kept the fucking money and well, been a millionaire. And, and another, another thing I don't is, get it. Another thing is, there's no such thing as redemption anymore. No, no, for, that's the, for the left, unless unless you are a um, a black rapist serving time in prison. Of course, then you don't deserve to be looking, there. Looking for a sex change, you don't deserve to be there. And we need to step up and we need to stop this racist system that puts you behind bars. And we need to get you out. So uh, I talked about this in the past. The uh, Central Park Five. You heard yeah. about this yep. story? Yeah, they're guilty of sin. They were going around beating the fuck out of people, and then they they if they did not specifically rape this jogger, this woman, they went through the motions of raping her at least. Um, you know, to put on a show for their buddies kind of thing. Like, I'm going to rape her. Well, no, I'm going to rape her. Well, I'm going to rape her, that kind of thing. And then they left her for dead. And then uh, another rapist showed up. Well, oh, free rape. And then raped the woman and had left his DNA. So, and then later on he goes, well, I was the only rapist. Those other guys didn't rape him. And so, um, so they were wrongly, they were wrongly imprisoned. And then the state gave him millions of dollars and said, we're so sorry for imprisoning you. You never did anything wrong. <laughs> Isn't there a documentary on? Yeah. Netflix? So there's 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 a documentary by Ava DuVernay, who's a piece of a shit. A wrinkle in time. Yeah. Oh, Blue Jay listens to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not going to rehash that. But here, the thing is, yeah, it's like it's like you can't. You there's a there's redemption, but only if you're you know if you're the right ethnicity or the right class. But there's no redemption for anybody else. So this this white kid that decided to do something good, no, no, no. If he did anything wrong, anything said anything remotely racist in his past, especially at 16. And then you find out the reporter is 10 times worse than him. Well, Th yeah. this is but he's good. liberal, so he'll have this redemption. Is, he'll this have is, this is the thing, and that's the way it is. So anytime someone tries to take a story like this that could be a total positive story but turns it into something completely disgusting and negative, I'm assuming they've got skeletons in their closet. Mm -hmm. Almost, almost well, yeah, you're a piece of shit time. person, yeah. piece of shit human, and you're probably going to have piece of yeah. shit things in your past. It took eight years for them to find something all the way to the point where he was a juvenile to be able to find something yeah. wrong with this and, kid. And who is not a different person when they're well, not a, year, 16 as opposed not to 25? Who, who's, 
never remembers their teenagers and remember i did something stupid i said well, something and stupid. you're pushing boundaries at that age too you're trying to cause people you're trying to push back an authority that's what you do you say things to kind of get a rise out of your parents or to get a rise out of authority so you don't it, you can't even take that as as what they really truly believe they're they're just saying things to be outrageous at that age. I've I did it. Don't go back even two days in my life the <laughs> stupid shit that I say. I might I have mean, been it's... actually a better person when I was sixteen. So the story <laughs> promoted such rage in Carson King supporters that they immediately searched through reporter Aaron Calvin's own Twitter history, revealing that he had made several offensive comments of his own. Backed into a corner, the Des Moines Register fired Aaron Calvin while refusing to apologize for ever including news of Carson King's tweets in the original profile. Uh, Calvin, however, says his editors were them that sparked the controversy. Um, you know, so I regret publishing the tweet now, he continued, because I was never trying to hold Carson at any kind of higher standard or any kind of standard at all. I was trying to do my job as a reporter. And I think I did the best to best of my ability. Shut how up. How is it even relevant? How Shut is how was yeah. him making the tweet even it, relevant it to relevant. today, to what happened in the millions and the charity? How was it in, in any way relevant? So you were just doing your job. How was that your fucking job? How does that have yeah. anything to do with what fucking happened here? Yeah. It doesn't. Well, it, it'd be like going back into your history and going, um, well, let's look into his medical history. So he had um, he had a gallbladder removed in such and such date, or he had his appendix right. removed. Um, let's put that into the story because that's relevant to what's happening right now. Yeah, it has nothing to do with 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 the good thing that the good deed that happened from what happened in this yeah. whole story has nothing to do with it. This fucking guy. There was only oh, oh, one guess... purpose in looking back into his 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 past. They were looking for something wrong. They were looking and it's for virtue signaling on their part, saying, exactly saying, "Yeah, but he's not really a good person." Yeah, right. He's yeah. a racist. Well, all I gotta say is for his firing, good. It needs to happen more. Yeah, I mean, they need to feel what they're. They it, it needs to get to the point where the right and the and people need to get it back to them. You know, what would be awesome is if the Children's Hospital, whoever got the money, would would stand up and go, "Yeah, uh, fuck you." You know what I mean? That that's what I would like to hear. Or or maybe are they going to give the money back because they don't want the charity? Uh, no, no. The Children's Hospital's take the money, and Anheuser Busch, um, the, even though they disassociated with Carson, they said they're going to commit to the money they already said they were going to give to that to that right. charity, and they're going to do it anyway, which is fine. But fuck you, Anheuser Busch. Right, but anyways. look at all the advertising right. they got over this. Yeah. Look, look at no, who, no. I think I think the negative press outweighs the positive mm, for these for Anheuser Busch. I don't know. I almost want to go get a Bush. Right no, now. I want to say fuck you, Anheuser Busch. I, I want to go get one just because I want to see what it tastes. Do you want like. to fight? <laughs> <laughs> to the death. Why do you hate women? <laughs> Wait, so you're saying you identify as a woman now? Oh, oh, see, I think you do. I just misgendered you. No, you misgendered yourself. Um, whose phone is making noises? I would hey, like to cancel culture checking, you right now. Checking. What did you What did you talk about in your Twitter history three days ago, Sparrowhawk? I don't, I'm gonna look I, it I don't, up. I'm looking it up right yeah, now. Yeah, feel feel free right because I don't, I don't think you'll find anything <laughs> on a Twitter account with my name in it. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't. I'm not on Twitter. Well, yeah. I think I actually have a Twitter account. I don't know the last time I've ever checked yeah. it. I don't think I've ever posted on it. I tried, but I was too dumb. Couldn't figure it out. Well, so. I I think you're too smart. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you, Crow. <laughs> uh, anybody else have anything else else to say? I think we've thoroughly uh, covered this one. Anybody have any subjects that I didn't bring up that you wish to opine on that's, uh, you know, that you think is relevant to today's uh, news cycle? Anyone? Nope. Well, that's no, not I cool. That's good. You're, you're an angry man. How about <laughs> something local? 
How about St. Paul police release body cam footage of Ronald Davis shooting? <laughs> Blue Jay, do you have anything to say about this one? Oh, absolutely. Have you seen it? Yeah, I okay. did. I, so I, let's, can we go into a little bit of the story first? Sure. We have about 10 minutes yep. to talk about this. Um, so St. Paul, Minnesota, uh, the St. Paul Police Department on Tuesday held a pref- press conference and released the body-worn camera video footage from a September 15th officer-involved shooting of Ronald Davis near the intersection of Thomas and Griggs. The video shows SPPD officer Stephen Matson stopping his vehicle after what appeared to be a bump sustained in the rear-end traffic collision with Davis. Matson exits the vehicle and is immediately confronted by a charging suspect who appears to have items in both hands. Officer Matson appears to fall to the ground before regaining his footing and shouts for the suspect to drop the knife during a close-quarter scuffle. Shots are heard, and Davis falls to the ground, and Matson radios the dispatch for help. The Bureau of Criminal Apprehension, Apprehension later confirmed that Davis was armed with a knife at the time of the confrontation with Officer Matson. Social activist groups have been vocal since the shooting of Davis, demanding the release of the video. Civil rights attorney and Black Lives Matter activist Nikema Levy-Armstrong stated as recently as Sunday that Davis should still be alive and told a crowd of protesters at the scene of the St. Paul shooting, I don't care what happened in that car situation. So during the press conference, I mean, is that pretty much how it went, right? That sounds really yeah. accurate. During the press Very conference, accurate. SPPD Chief Todd Axtell addressed the incident and stated that his department has a proven track record of taking responsibility when mistakes are made, but that this incident was not one of those times. Axtell took the issue with took issue with those that had assailed a good officer with full knowledge of the facts. Uh, without full knowledge of the facts in the case and went on to say that he hoped more mature discourse could be had in the future without irresponsible accusations of murder, calculated cries of injustice and threats made against officers. Axel further generally chastised those who use this and similar incidents to swim in a sea of lies and distorted facts, which he said creates an undertow of distrust and urged the community to move forward together in good faith to achieve desired outcomes. That's some pie in the sky shit right there, isn't it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, All right. So, but there was more to it before that. Uh, what was it? The police chief that said that you know, really, police are known for doing this kind of stuff. So we can understand that people are protesting because normally, I mean, police do this kind of thing. I mean, they shoot unarmed suspects right. all the time. Right. Who said? Who was that that said that? That what was that statement? Oh, uh, I don't no, have this in the article no, in front of me, but no, I, I heard that either. it was kind of one of those like. Although this wasn't the case, I do understand because it happens all the time. I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" It was it was a authority figure too that said that. Yeah, I, I, I honestly, there have been so many lately, and I, you know, they're starting to jumble together and uh, trying to separate them and remember who said what is pretty tough. What but. What would be nice is if these fucking activists, after the video was fucking released, the pictures of this fucking maniac coming at you, looking like a fucking two ton gorilla with fucking knives in his hand, ready to fucking kill you. It would be nice if the activists would say, "Get in the air and go." We completely 100% apologize. We were 100% wrong. This guy was, it's its its like Falcons, um, here you go. Wait 24, 48 hours. Wait, let's wait a week. Let's wait two, let's wait to see. Well, before, because if they wait, then they know they're going to be, be proven wrong. Before we get out and fucking start running around and fucking rioting and doing shit and, 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 and doxing fucking uh, uh, officers and trying to find, trying to get them, you know what I mean, shamed and do whatever. And, and these guys are afraid for their lives because they fucking 
they protected themselves and they fucking defended themselves. Now, how about you fucking leaders of the Black Lives Matter organization and every other one of you pieces of shit? You everybody gets out and goes, we were fucking wrong. Why do you not ever hear this? We were 100 percent fucking wrong. All the evidence that came out and shows we were wrong. We apologize. Let's start a GoFundMe page for this officer that we just tried to fuck his whole life up because he protected himself and defended himself. How about that? You fucks. Yeah. Well said. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you couldn't have asked for a more justifiable situation on behalf of the officer. It is so clear, and I don't understand why there's still the argument. I mean, but you're talking about people getting out right away and protesting. I mean, we had the, the there was the one, it was in Richfield, where the guy was live streaming his, his suicide, essentially. And there were protesters and stuff already on overpasses as a, the chase was going on, protesting against the police. So it's it's immediate, yeah, it's, it's constant, crazy, it? and it's never ending. There has never been an apology. I don't ever see any apologies coming in the future. I, well, I, the I left the left say. knows what the right has been slow to learn is that you do not apologize because apologizing doesn't end the matter. It just makes you more It admits you were wrong. Yeah, apologizing it, it, admits you were wrong. It, 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 shows weak, it shows weakness and it, it opens up more, uh, it opens you up for more um, uh, prosecution or more, you know, more attack. So the left know this because that's their playbook. That's what they do. And they don't, they don't want to, you know, apologize for that. So, but what about, what do you say, uh, Blue Jay, about people that say, well, this guy was doing, obviously he was doing, committing suicide by cop, right? That would be my guess. I don't know. That's what a lot of people have been was, saying. So what do you what do you say about people that say, well, if that was his intent, then police are trained. They should know that that when these people do that, you can't you can't um, succumb to that. You can't allow them to get what they want. That suicide, and they've got mental issues, and they don't necessarily deserve to die. So what you have to do, you have to kind of like step into that social worker realm. And you have to go, you know, this person doesn't really want to die. And this, he doesn't really want to even hurt me. This guy wasn't even really actually trying to kill this officer. He was just trying to present himself as a threat so that the cop would shoot him. And the cop had really just wanted to kill a black man. And so he didn't think twice. Like normal people watching that video would say, this man wasn't really trying to kill him. He was just trying to commit suicide by cop. So he should have like tased him or shot him in the foot. Right. Right? What do you say to that? Well, you know, they've watched television. They know that that can happen. I mean, they could have just Ding, 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 ding. 100% right. That's what (laughs) I'm saying. You nailed it. I couldn't have said it better. I tried to get a rise out of Blue Jay, and he's very, he's very, he's very steadfast and and calm, and yeah, I like it. Because that's exactly what people expect. I mean, you're not exaggerating. That is absolutely the truth. And. Come out. Take some time. Educate yourself. Yeah, you know, do a do a ride along. We I mean, have programs. And, we and have. If you are a Black Lives Matter uh, person and you think that the police are out to kill, you know, black people, you they try to prove it. Go out and do a ride along. The cops can't crow, say no. Crow, crow, crow. Stop. Stop. What? Stop. You're kidding, right? Like as if they wouldn't make it seem like the world is hunky dory if a Black Lives Matter person was in a. No, ride-along. what they do is they they plant crack. In the back seat, <laughs> and they go, Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, still not getting a rise. I'm not taking a bait. Well, here's the thing is, people got to realize my prior military service, one of my jobs was non lethal arms instructor because I was part of the guard. And it's just that, that non lethal arms is just that, but it won't stop you. I have been tased. All that for me was piss me off. <laughs> you were able to go, Fuck you. And come after him. Come I at mean, me, bro. I couldn't use my legs, but I could still use my arms. And and uh, you could spit the hell out of somebody. And I could still try to choke you out. I could still try to stab you. And Yeah. 
you know? yeah it's just a tool it's just one it's just another tool in the toolbox of 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 escalation or, or you know um stopping um for or force right. on force and um, you can't, none of, none of it's going to be a hundred percent ever. Nope. Even Give shooting it. is not a hundred percent. And they go, well, why, why'd they have to shoot 15 rounds into that man? It's because most of them miss. Uh, absolutely. And well, that not, doesn't, and that's not, that doesn't say anything bad about the training of the officers no. either. That no. says something about every person, every human being. When you're, when you deal in stress and your adrenaline kicks in and you know, you get to, um, the focus shifts, your hearing goes, your, your reaction times off, your, everything, your motor control, fine motor control goes away everybody deals with that now police officers are are try to they try to train them but it's it's super difficult to train like an actual real real world situation right like that. and you're never going to get that the the closest thing to do is you know exercise and run and and do something to get your heart rate yeah. elevated before you actually take your shots and that's just to kind of give you an idea that doesn't make you any else. better at shooting in that it situation just makes you understand Absolutely. why they do they say don't just shoot one shot. Don't aim for the leg because yeah. you can't do that under stress. Nobody can. You have to be a fucking robot to do that. Well, but they've I'll... seen it on television. Yeah, of course. So the, yeah. you know it can happen. Well, not only that, but the caliber the officers generally carry is not big enough to put somebody down with one shot. Yeah. I mean, a nine mil. You know, a MythBuster should even showed it. A nine mil it hit a pig's rib. Just. Bounced off of it. Yeah, it depends on where you hit. And you hit a forty-five even, even, punch. Even lethal, it. even lethal shots. Uh, there, uh, there's a certain amount of time where somebody doesn't even notice when they have adrenaline. Well, yeah, if it doesn't hit like an, like right in the heart or, or a, a, you know, instant stop. But and there's not many of those situations where you can hit an instant yeah, stop. I had right. friends who were scouts, and they said, "Yeah, we were in patrols, and we hit shot these guys five, six times. They're so hopped up on they drugs. Had no idea. They had no idea they were they, shot. We didn't think we hit them." And then all of a sudden they've dropped and they're bled out and you're like, oh shit, okay, I think I did hit him. Yeah, 10 minutes later. Yeah. Well, you know, when you're dealing with any type of a use of force situation or you're you're doing it, you're you're shooting or you're firing your weapon to stop the threat. People think it's shoot to kill or that people say, you know, you have to shoot to kill. That that's not what it is. They've seen that on television. It is you shoot to stop the threat. That means that person is no longer capable of harming you or any other innocent bystander around you. But you Blue do, Jay, Blue Jay. What about all these videos I see where they shoot some guy, he falls down, and then they go, stop moving, stop moving, and they shoot him again. Yeah, a lot of damage can happen from somebody on the ground. Well, just I, because the gun is still in his hand doesn't mean he's right, going to be able to shoot right. you with it. Well, you know, we I, train, I we train say, from the ground all the time. <laughs> you know, I'm able to do a yeah. If a you want suicide by cop, if you want to meet God by cop, then by all means, uh, let him know that the cop will and and is very able to do this He's not going to second guess himself. right and, and the other and that's what i want and i want to let them know the cops that, that do this i mean how bad do you have to feel when you when you a lot of the a lot of cops that will shoot and kill somebody the what they feel afterwards and what they go through afterwards is is ridiculous and so and part of it is all this bullshit of well should i should i not have yeah, the second uh, stop, guessing. stop second guessing bullshit if but you want to if you want to fucking suicide by cop so be it you're done. Yeah. Well, you know, Don't expect our police you. officers to be social workers when no, it comes fuck to that you. situation. We're done. Right. You know, if you have the time, yes, we train. We we take all kinds of courses. You know, I, I probably would have a master's degree right now if I took all of the continuing education right. uh, that I've taken over the, the last 20 years that I've been doing this. Uh, I probably have far more education than many with a master's. But there isn't always that. It's always that last second situation where you have to make a split decision 
Do you want to go home to your family? Do you want to be there to be able to support them? And you're absolutely right. You are going to be dealing with psychological consequences after it, no matter how right. This officer in St. Paul, he is going to have to live with the fact that he took another human life. Yeah. And, and it's going to affect him forever. On top of that, now he's, you know, I, I don't know what the status of his is. Is there any stigma? Be. Yeah. Now, he isn't going to get, I, I can't see any course where he would lose his job over this but there might be social that. but the social uh, aspect like amongst, of that amongst uh, friends amongst colleagues amongst even people that you deal with day in day out in different right. business right. businesses you walk into a business and they know oh oh That's this him. person yeah. Yep. Yep. yeah and and being able to do that do your job effectively and it, it's it's gone yeah. I mean, it's his life could possibly, and I, I want to say ruined, but it's going to be far more difficult no matter how justified he was. And, and everything that I've seen in that, I, you couldn't ask for a, a, a more, I don't know. Yeah, but you know what? He hasn't walked a mile in in this (laughs) in this person's shoes. In this person that uh, charged at him and and bumped his car and charged at him, tried to kill him with a knife, that officer has not walked a mile in that person's shoes. So there's that. Boy, they should they should see some of the videos. I just can't get a rise out of you. No, no. It's, well, we are up on time here. I hate to say it. I'm having such a great time talking about these uh, light subjects with, with everybody. But uh, thank you, uh, Falcon, Blue Jay, Sparrowhawk, and uh, Rooster. You know? We wish well to Rooster and hope yeah, that, that is... That anal uh, bleaching, yeah. you know, next time, have a professional do it, you know? Remember. And you won't have all these problems. <laughs> so if you want to get in contact with me or Rooster, uh, it's crow at breadandcircusespodcast.com or rooster at breadandcircusespodcast.com. Uh, check out our Facebook page. It's Bread and Circuses Podcast. See ya, bye. Thank you.